Moinsen, everyone. This is my podcast. My name is Teja and this is called the Teja Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My review of 2021. Originally posted on 3rd of January 2022. One of my favorite parts of the end of the year is taking some time to reflect on how it's been going. What went well, what not so much, what can I improve for next year? Have I reached the goals I set for 2021? Were they the right ones? What were the highs and the lows? This is the sixth year in a row that I'm doing it publicly. If you want to see the development, read the reviews of 2016, 17, 18, 19 or 20. This year I put out a status post at the halftime mark. My first observation is, twice a year isn't enough. Setting goals just once a year, neither. That's why I will now copy big corporate behavior and set quarterly goals instead. I'll give myself roughly 90 days to do something worth doing and afterwards reflect on it, starting now. It seems to be a better idea to me, but I'm getting ahead of myself. For now, I'm thinking about this recent half year, spanning from the beginning of July to the end of December of 2021. What have I done, learned, experienced? All in all, it's been one of the most diverse years for me. The highs were particularly high and the lows seem to be lower than they've been in a long time. Sophie changed employers and now works at a different hospital in our city. Of course, we had to visit. At this point, I have included a picture in the blog post. If you want to look at those pictures, just click on the link in the show notes. The most frustrating part, honestly, is that we're still in a global pandemic which is severely limiting our ability to enjoy this planet and all of its opportunities, while still killing way too many of us. Two years in, we're actually worse off than we were when we still hadn't developed the vaccines a year ago, because a significant portion of the people apparently doesn't want to help everyone get out of this. It seems like one of those school projects in which you're the only one doing the work while the others are slacking off. I'm ranting, and we've all had enough of this topic, so let's move on. The Year of Stability I set an overarching personal theme for 2021 this time, inspired by CGP Grey. I chose stability in particular because the mentioned global situation didn't seem to be one in which taking calculated but unnecessary risks would be a wise option. In addition to the calming effects of this theme, I think it helped me be content with the output I produce. Wanting more, growing, the whole self-improvement thing, it's been good to let it plateau for a while and figure things out more carefully. Especially professionally, it turned out to be the exact right call to keep it cooking for a while before adding new ingredients, so to speak. My new thing will end that, though. I'm looking forward to making some changes in a few areas which I'm feeling enthusiastic about at this point. That'll be another post. Back to 2021. 12 and 12. Marathons and books. One of the stability-related goals was to run 12 marathons and read 12 books, just as I had been doing for a bunch of years now. The year ended at 12 and 18, respectively. So that's a check. Again, this was perfect for me. The mandatory marathon runs helped me keep the motivation up there and it's been comparable regarding the books. This is a habit which I intend to keep and make no changes to it. Running 12 marathons. Running was a mixed bag this year. 
mainly because of an unfortunate ankle injury in early May. This kept coming back and to this day I haven't found the perfect solution to the problem. The best observation I have made is that more running seems to help it and less running seems to make it worse. So that's a relief. This led to almost three months without full marathons during the summer. Understandably, this frustrated me and also put my emotional state in a slump. But I bounced back. Starting in July, I did exactly one run of marathon length or more during every of the remaining six months of the year. And these were all something special too. Here's the complete list containing the ones I've mentioned in the previous post and some more infos on the runs of the latter half of the year. Number 1. Binnenalsterrunden on January 1st. Number 2. Eiswind Wedel, February 7th. Number 3. Frozen Alster, February 14th. Number 4. Along the Elbe River, February 20th. Number 5. 50 kilometers Grüner Ring South with Thorsten and Angel, March 6th. Number 6. Grüner Ring North, Alster and Elbe with Philip, March 28th. And now number 7. 69 times 420 meter interval marathon with Julie on July 17th. It was the one hot day which justified wearing a Jim Walmsley hat. This started out as a jokey idea. Both the numbers 69 and 420 are among the internet's favorites. I won't explain to those who don't know, just google it. And I found that these work well to get to a marathon distance. When you put 200 meters of floating, which is relaxed slow running, in between those faster 420 meter intervals and do that 69 times, you end up at 42.78 kilometers, just above the 42.195. It's been a particularly great summer day and my oldest daughter Julie felt up for the challenge to accompany me the whole way on her bike, carrying lots of water and sunscreen for both of us. Great day, great memory. And not the worst finishing time of 3 hours and 39 minutes due to the 420 meter intervals, which I usually did at a pace of around 4 minutes and 45 seconds per kilometer. My eighth marathon this year was the first great Munich Breweries Ultra with Nico, August 14th. Another definite highlight of the year, 72 kilometers with my friend Nico through Munich with lots of beer. We visited all seven official Munich breweries and had a beer of each. Read more about it on the separate post I published at the time. Number 9, Mozart 100, September 4th. This was the number one of 2021 for me, my first ever race with more than 100 kilometers in length and first ever qualifier race for the Western States 100 Endurance Run Lottery. Spoiler, I didn't win this year, more on that topic later. This race and the whole weekend in Salzburg surrounding it were a through the roof boost in happiness for me. Absolutely stunning area, no major issues with my body and a huge new achievement for me. The sore muscles lasted for a week and I think my body actually needed more like one to two months to fully recover. Tough, but totally worth it. There's more on it in a separate blog post. Number 10, Lübeck Marathon, October 24th. Lübeck is famous for marzipan, which I love, and this old Twin Peaks gate building. A pretty city not far from Hamburg, its marathon oddly never really crossed my mind before. 
the event itself was well done despite the necessary restrictions and I was glad I made it to the finish line as I was really still recovering from Mozart and a little ankle pain relapse. This was more like a breakthrough run for me, getting the mojo back so to speak. The course wasn't amazing, especially when compared to Mozart, but it was a solid 7 out of 10 for a city marathon. Number 11. Heidschnucken Ultra turned marathon, November 27th. The route is named after these animals, which luckily we even encountered during the run. My friends Matthias and the amazing Mr. Manzino wanted to run their first ultra. And who am I to say no to that? Matthias planned a good route along Heidschnucken Trail south of Hamburg and we plowed through the slightly hilly area on a cold and moist November day. It was supposed to be a 60k run, but after 30 I felt that cursed pain in my ankle again and had to cut it short. The remaining run and hike towards the nearest train station during snowfall at least got the count up to more than 42 kilometers for me. Matthias and Mancino made it all the way, finished strongly and I picked them up in the warmed up van. For me personally, this could have been tagged with glad that's over. Number 12, around the block marathon, on December 12th. This could have been tagged with no ideas left or sheer laziness. After spending so many kilometers on all the same streets in my neighborhoods, I thought of going all in and do the simplest possible street route for a full marathon. So that's what I did. A lap around our block is just over one kilometer. A few days before, I got myself new racing shoes, which had to be tried out. Hoka One One Rocket X, these are, and left me blister-free and pain-free, although this was my first run in them since picking them up at Lunge. That new website of that running gear shop was made by my company, by the way. Conclusions on running 12 marathons. The number is still great. During the fall season I felt a bit of pressure rising up regarding my ability to make it to 12 with my hurting ankle. But it turned out if you set your mind to it, you can achieve these things regardless. Ideally, I would have liked to do a few more than 12 marathon runs. And in a perfect world, a few more real races in nice places would have been among them. But I am especially grateful I got to experience Mozart 100 this year. Definitely my highlight. Nothing beats the anticipation of a challenge you don't know you can handle in advance. All the body runs with endless talking. I learned so much from them all this year, which is another nice bonus. Reading 18 books. I recently came across this quote, which possibly originated from Naval Ravikant. Read what you love until you love to read. The reading habit is something I deliberately started a few years ago because I used to never read any books. This must change, was my thinking. After all, it's one of the best ways to learn, think, relax and also engage with society. There's so much more to find out about which could potentially enrich my life. But it's not a passive leisure activity. Instead, it requires focus, which is possibly why I didn't choose to read in the first place. Laziness can't keep standing in the way, was my thinking. And when you decide to make reading books a part of your life again and cut out those hours from your busy day for it, it has to be worth it, right? So the choice of books is important, right? The books I read have to somehow help me so the time is well spent. That quote helped me realize that the key is to enjoy what you're reading. 
if it doesn't help you measurably, doesn't contain any truth bombs which are useful in life, but instead just entertains really well and captures your attention, that's good enough. This is how I managed to read a lot in 2021. 18 books is my new personal best, but the amount of total read pages is second place. 5008 pages in 2021, but 5252 pages in 2019. Counting the pages in the three books I'm currently reading, I might have tipped over, though. Here's the complete list. You can find my sometimes elaborate opinions on them all in the bookshelf section of my website, tisha.com. Number 1. Dan Sullivan with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Who, not how. Finished on 10th of January. Number 2. Johann Scherer, Unheimlich nah. Finished on 17th of January. Number 3. Nick Butter, Running the World. Finished on 30th of January. Number 4. Even Ratliff, The Mastermind. Finished on 13th of February. Number 5. Tom Greenwood, Sustainable Web Design. Finished on 3rd of March. Number 6. Julie Zhu, The Making of a Manager. Finished on 11th of April. Number 7. The Dalai Lama and Howard C. Cutler, The Art of Happiness. Finished on 20th of May. Number 8. Michael Collins, Carrying the Fire. Finished on 9th of July. Number 9. Alfie Cohn, Unconditional Parenting. Finished on 31st of August. Number 10. Meg J. The Defining Decade. Finished on 16th of September. Number 11. Bill Gates, How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. Finished on 7th of October. Number 12. Crystal Higgins, Better Onboarding. Finished on 18th of October. Number 13. J.R.R. Tolkien, The Hobbit. Finished on 20th of October. Number 14. Austin Kleon, Steal Like an Artist. Finished on 23rd of October. Number 15. Dan Price, Worth It. Finished on 27th of October. Number 16. Austin Cleon, Show Your Work. Finished on 3rd of November. Number 17. Cal Newport, Digital Minimalism. Finished on 25th of December. Number 18. Hermann Hesse, Siddhartha. Finished on 26th of December. Conclusion on reading 18 books. Absolutely worth every minute spent. I will try to make reading an even bigger part in my life, but I won't connect that to any more goals. 12 as a minimum still seems to be a good enough motivation. Also, if you have any book suggestions, let me know. My list of interesting books to read is at 41 books right now, an all-time high, but that doesn't mean I'm going to read them all first before considering a new one. My favorite books of these 18 in 2021 were Even Ratliff's The Mastermind, Julie Zhu's The Making of a Manager, Michael Collins' Carrying the Fire, and of course J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit, which I had never read before, believe it or not. Highlights and low points of 2021. First, the worst. Number one would be my daughter Edith's bike accident in May. She's okay, but it was a horrible moment witnessing her high-speed fall without being able to do anything about it. Then there was a vacation in northern Italy we took in October which consisted of just rain, cold weather and bad food. My ankle injury wasn't great too. I started and DNF'd the Munich Marathon in October 
because of it after just 17 kilometers. And there was a stretch during the fall season when my company struggled a bit, which stressed me out to an extent. It could have been worse. Now the best things of the year. It has been a tough one, getting the half marathon time below 1 hour and 30 minutes, but I'm certainly proud of it. Next to my new athletic achievements of a sub 1 hour and 30 hour half marathon and the successfully completed Mozart 100, I was glad I got to share a bunch of runs with my wife Sophie, in addition to us both taking part in the Hamburg Triathlon sprint distance event. We've been doing that a few times and it's always so good to swim, bike and run through the city next to her, sharing this hobby. Our second ever date, roughly 12 years ago, happened when we were running around Alster Lake. At the time I could barely get around it without walking breaks. Then there were two kid-related highlights. I went on a weekend trip to Copenhagen with just my second daughter. This type of intense and focused one-on-one -on -one time is rare and precious and we both enjoyed it a lot. She recently told me that this was her highlight of the year too. Great bonus, we were getting to enjoy Denmark's superior soft serve ice cream. My oldest, who turned 10 a few weeks ago, wanted to host a slumber party for her 13 girlfriends. This sounded insane, but we complied with a challenge accepted mindset. For certain, it's been a huge amount of planning and work, and both Sophie and I were incredibly exhausted afterwards, but the girls just had so much fun. And as a bonus, the parents of the 13 girls were all very grateful for having a free babysitter for the night. So in the end, we made about 40 people happy at the same time, just by taking one for the team. Talk about efficiency. Last not least in the list of 2021 highlights, becoming an uncle for the second time. The other running goals. Number one, no new marathon best this year. I wanted to get closer to three hours, maybe to around 3.05, but my best marathon in 2021 was just three hours and 39. I'll try again next year. Number two, breaking the 40 minutes barrier on the 10k distance also didn't happen. I got close to it in April, but I think I can get back there this coming spring. Not a priority though, more like a fun side effect of marathon training. Number three, do a 100 mile run. I just didn't feel like it. The Mozart was my main achievement regarding length and difficulty of a race, and that's more than good enough. My ticket for the Tarawira 100 miler in New Zealand has been postponed to 2023 because of the usual. I'll scratch that goal until the stars align properly. Total run distance. I didn't set a goal at the beginning of 2021 because I felt like it was stressing me out. Halfway through the year, though, I decided to set it at 3,600 kilometers because at that point it felt possible and motivating instead. A bit later, I increased it slightly to 3,650 kilometers, which is the number of the days of this year times 10. It became a struggle when I couldn't run for two weeks in November due to getting a vasectomy, but it was possible for me to bounce back. Another cold and a cough as well as two slow days of COVID booster vaccination repercussions, made it interesting at the end of December, but I did it. December 28th, close call. 10 kilometers per day on average in 2021. Some more stats. The total came down to 3,665.1 kilometers, 
over 245 separate runs. That last number is a new all-time high. It amounts to 10.01 kilometers per day and 15.0 kilometers per individual run. Also, I conquered 26,200 meters in elevation and all of that running cost me 362 hours. That's 15 whole 24-hour days of the 365 available ones in 2021 I spent on my feet running. No regrets, obviously. Running streaks have been interesting to me this year. In June, I did another hashtag 10k every day, which led to 425 kilometers total during that month. Starting July 9th, I decided to do an open-ended streak of at least 5k per day. This got intense a few times, most notably when I cycled around Hamburg with Christoph for 171 kilometers and afterwards had to put on the running shoes, still, in the rain. Gravel biking for 171 kilometers certainly is a different thing to the 180 on a time trial bike during a long triathlon. Again, there's a lot more talking involved. The day after the Mozart 100 run with its 17 and a half hours of running was understandably even harder and my 5k that day turned into a 5k walk. Two days after Mozart, September 6th, I decided to end that streak. 59 days total wasn't bad, but I secretly hoped to get it to 100. When reflecting on it later, I decided to not repeat this open-ended streaking though. Running a lot is fun and good, but I didn't love the artificial obligation to get out on days on which it just didn't fit well. 200 plant-based days. In my halftime post, I wrote extensively about how that new thing was going. During this second half of the year, not much has changed, except for me adapting a bit more slack due to the big buffer of successful days I had already in the bank. The 12 months contained the following amounts of days on which I went 100% plant-based, with a clearly visible downwards trend in the end. January 19, February 20, March 24, April 23, May 20, June 17, July 20, August 20, September 18, October 16, November 12, December 13, which brings the total to 222 days. My main takeaway from this new habit is that it's great and should be kept up. I'll be ditching the 100% per day rule, though. I slipped into the habit that when I sacrificed a day by eating an egg for breakfast, for example, I tended to go all in on the remainder of the day and had some cheese too. That's the reason this challenge makes sense. You learn about what the best way is to motivate yourself to pay attention to what you're putting into your body. This has pushed me quite a lot. I will stop counting the days starting January 1st, 2022, but I'll certainly stay at least at the same amount of plant-based nutrition as I have in 2021 when seen in some. That habit is here to stay. Monthly challenges and other sports. It started out well with a 50 push-ups every day accountability messenger group, but sadly almost everyone lost the motivation at different stages in the year, including me. This isn't great and I want to at least get some planking and push-ups back into the daily routine. Biking is still a big part of my life. I didn't do many longer outdoors rides except for the daily kit commutes, but I bought a stationary bike trainer. 
the Wahoo Kicker Corps, in summer to get back onto the Swift train. This has been increasingly fun and right now I am on a quest to do all the available virtual routes on it. Recently I did one 108 km route called the Mega Pretzel with my friend Matthias on the phone, which took us 4 hours and 30 minutes but was oddly satisfying. We are already planning the next long rides on it. Swimming didn't really happen due to COVID. I went to a swimming pool once but felt quite exposed because people were allowed in it who weren't vaccinated and it was filled up to the roof with people. It just isn't the time for indoor swimming these days. In October I started an ambitious streak which consisted of no alcohol, no YouTube, no social media but daily workouts, core but also Pilates, yoga, meditation or Wim Hof breathing counts. It lasted for two weeks, during which I felt great, obviously, but then the devil came back. Mostly it's been the beer I missed. The goals of the decade. Time flies. The new decade is already 20% done, at least according to the way I'm counting. Number one, qualify for and finish Western States 100. I thought about ditching that goal for a while, but changed my mind again. For now, the necessary qualifier races seem to be great anchor points for me to stay on top of tough ultra running. Since finishing Mozart 100, I'm sure that this will keep adding quality to my life. Here, there's no more I can do than just do one of the ultras per year and enter the lottery. I did so recently for the first time with my one Mozart ticket and watched the drawing livestream excitedly. My chances of winning were abysmally small. 6,208 applicants total and 3,318 applicants with just one ticket like me. And the chances were at 1.15%. But they roughly double every year you keep on participating. I have already picked a race for 2022 and look forward to that and to watching the lottery drawing livestream as well. This can become an annual tradition. Number two. A sub three hour marathon. As you read above, no progress here in 2021. I have a plan in place for spring of 2022, but as Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. We'll see about that. Number three, growth of my company's team size to 10. Right now, we're six employees total. Because 2021 was the year of stability for me, I tried to just make it through the year at that level after 2020's quick growth from 2 to 6. There was a 7th one for a while, but we had to part ways, unfortunately. I'm glad we did it this way and focused on making this new team feel like a team first. A company retreat to Hearts Mountains definitely was the highlight in the business area for me. At this moment, while we're grateful to have a lot of large and interesting jobs to do at the same time, I can see the company growing by one or two more people. But first I will make it a priority to take care of the core team. One of those new jobs is 4216. Together with my friend Michael Mankus and new acquaintances Henning Lennertz and Martin Grüning from the German Runners World magazine, we have created a new event for 2022, which is called 4216. Take a look at 4216.de. It is a virtual challenge to run a marathon in every German state during the year. There are 16 states, hence the name. 
Of course, the technical side of this idea will be taken care of by my company. Also, of course, I would like to run many, if not all, of the 16 myself. Recently, we were happy to receive a virtual handshake in agreement to sponsor the idea with a substantial amount of financial help by Swiss running gear company ON. For me, it seems like the stars definitely aligned with this task. Combining my favorite hobby, running, with my work, in addition to doing that together with my running heroes, Micha and the guys from Runner's World, seems better than a lottery win. Conclusion I sure can say I was able to end the year on a high note. I am very grateful for that and appreciate it even more when put in contrast to the lows of 2021. The wheels are in motion, they keep spinning into 2022 and hopefully it gains some more power even. The main thing I have learned is that putting yourself out there and showing what you're passionate about is the only way to get closer to what you want in life. Writing about it on here sure is a part of that effort and a fun activity in itself too. As has been tradition for six years now, I will follow up on this and post my 2022 goals here in a few days. If you feel like telling me something, please do so. I have been really enjoying these messages. Otherwise, I hope you all reached some of your goals in 2021 too, learned something along the way and remembered to enjoy the ride as well. Keep going everyone! Thanks for listening and have a great time. All the best to you and bye bye!